Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, hello, friends. It's Monday, March 20th. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander this week. He is out and about enjoying, I think, some warmer weather down south. Actually, today's been beautiful. I mean, the weather, it's 66, it's sunny, feels like 66, uh, but it's going to crash back down and get colder, uh, as we just heard, so we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, as always, behind the board, executive producer Johnny Cadillac. Johnny, thank you for taking care of everything. Wearing your uh, all-star wrestling uh, WWE yeah, Mania Legends shirt on. of WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, we, we were naming them all earlier with our guests, so finding out all those good old wrestlers. Speaking of, Brian Blade's going to be in on Wednesday, I believe. Yes. And so when we have the show there, he's got a couple of announcements that we'll have him in. And uh, we've got a, a couple of events coming up, I believe, here in uh, in Lincoln. Is that right? Uh, I think he might plug the Lincoln show a little bit, but the closest one he'll be talking about is in Beatrice. Okay. For this, he'll be here for later that. Later this week. So. All right. Well, Johnny, here's the thing. Spring officially kicked off today. The spring equinox. So here's my question for you. I have to ask you a question every time, right? Every time. Do you know the exact time that spring started today? Thank you, Mark Vale, 424 oh, p.m. Doggone it. <laughs> if he hadn't Mark, said it on the morning show this morning, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> doggone it. All right, well, never mind. I thought I was going to get you on that, but uh, 424, just a few minutes ago, we kicked off spring, and it uh, feels like it. So get out there and enjoy it while it lasts, because uh, starting tomorrow and uh, for the next, I don't know, week and a half or so, it's going to chill down. We've got a great lineup on the show today, two great guests. In the second half of the show, we'll hear from uh, Mike Chandra, who is, he really has an incredible story of how gambling nearly destroyed his life and how he turned it around to help those struggling with gambling problem you got to hear the story um i tell you what gambling impacts millions of people's lives in a negative way and mike's going to give us some great tips on how to effectively handle it uh, if someone you know or yourself has a problem with gambling so stick around for that but to kick things off uh, the lincoln primary elections right around the corner april 4th and there are several key races that are uh, being run for we've got mayor city council school board and airport Authority. Uh, we have Sammy Lucci in the studio who's running for Airport Authority, a very important role as we look at expanding and really growing businesses and the economics here in Lincoln itself. So, Sammy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Doug. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Yep. So, to learn Absolutely. more about what you're doing, why don't you start out and share with our audience more about who you are, your story, so Absolutely. they can understand who you are and why you're running? You bet. You bet. Uh, so, um, I came to Lincoln here about. Uh, 23, 24 years ago, after uh, my boys were born, I married a young lady from Lincoln, uh, who's my wife, and I've known her. We've been married a little over 28 years now. Uh, been Lincolnites since then. Uh, my kids have been going to school here. They uh, graduated from Lincoln East. There you go, Lincoln got, East. Uh, we have the Lincoln East Spartans yeah. uh, representing in the house That's today, right? right? We've right. we got rivals yep. like okay. in the studio All right. between Sounds Southeast good. and Johnny yep. over here. Uh, I'm North, North Star. North Star. You're North Star? Yep. Okay, North we'll, Star. we'll let you go there. So, no, not a problem. Uh, but, uh, no, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the school system here has been fabulous, uh, for my kids. Um, and then they, uh, had two eventually go into, uh, UNL and one uh, graduated from, um, uh, Wesleyan. So my daughter is my youngest and she's a junior right now at, uh, University of Nebraska Lincoln. And so very proud of her. She's my last one. She's my baby. She's a, uh, Oscar Scarlet also too. Yeah. So we get to go to a lot of football games, uh, basketball games. And actually we caught a couple of baseball games last year also too. So yeah. And so, our daughters, uh, danced together. That's back true. In high that's school, right. Which was that's really right. Fun. That's, that's right. They, they were you. the, uh, 
the Apollinaires. Yeah, yeah the Apollinaires were uh, were part of a, a, our life also too. So we did all the the parental things with all the. Uh, uh, all the sports and uh, the dancing, you know, being the dance dad. Yep. You know, I know you saw, saw the show. It says dance moms, but <laughs> believe right. me, dance dads are definitely a part of that. Also, it's a too, whole so. different show. Oh yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, so yeah, so and I'm I'm currently, uh, you know, I was uh, I was an army veteran before that. Before I met my wife, uh, um, joined the airlines when uh, I was about 27 years old. Uh, been where I was hired originally by Continental Airlines, and then uh, obviously with the merger back, uh, it's been about 14, 15 years now. Mm. So with the United Airlines, so kept the logo. Uh, still a proud airline. Brought two great legacy uh, carriers together to make uh, one strong airline, and super proud. I got about three more years to go uh, before I'm uh, officially retired. So, but uh, looking forward to it. Um, have nothing but a great ride and great memories and. Uh, been commuting out of, in and out of Lincoln to New York for most of my career. Uh, right now, um, I recently took a recent job. Oh, last May, mm-hmm. um, I was hired as a uh, manager for all the flight training for the fleet of the 757 and 767s. I'm there with a good buddy of mine. His name is Sam, also too. <laughs> We're both managers of the fleet, and uh, he's a he's a C17 uh, old uh, squadron commander. It's a great friend of mine and uh, super nice guy. I couldn't ask for a better person to work with. And I tell you what, going through and and uh, traveling and and everything like that, and and being from Lincoln, I tell you what, I can go from I. I I've been to so many cities, uh, and I, I'll see somebody with a Nebraska Cornhusker hat or a shirt on or something like that. I say, hey, where uh, where are you from? He goes, oh, man, I live in Lincoln. I go, oh, yeah, really? And then you start talking, and, man, you know all kinds of people, and the connections are there. It's really it's really fun. So, and I, it's... It's a pleasure to be a part and of that. And you're still really, flying, yeah, right? Yeah, still came flying in from Ireland, right? Yep, that's so. right. I just I was at Dub, I was in Dublin uh, for uh, guess what St. Patty's Day. Really? Oh my! What was holy, that like? Holy moly! So <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of it was kind of interesting uh, because the, the when we came in the morning of and because when we leave from New York you usually get in about seven seven thirty in the morning in uh, Dublin. Uh, we were watching the carnage from the, from the night before. It's kind of like, uh, I guess it's kind of like I, somebody brought it up. It was kind of akin to uh, Mardi Gras the, the morning after. <laughs> really? You know, oh yeah, there's there's people passed out everywhere. <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's fun. They they definitely uh, had a good time, and then they had a rugby tournament there, and uh, it was it was it was a good thing to be a part of. So, yeah, so I just flew in yesterday. I came in from Dublin to Newark to Denver. To Lincoln. Mm. I got home last night. Yeah. Well, you're running for uh, Lincoln Airport Authority, yep. and I think a lot of people don't understand. I dug in uh, towards the end of last year to understand the responsibilities of the Airport Authority. Yep. I think it's really important that people understand that because it, it impacts our growth for our city and the ability for economic development to happen as well. Just give us a rundown of what the responsibilities are for Airport Authority, and then we'll talk about why you're running. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so the Lincoln Airport Authority, a long time ago, the uh, city really didn't want to have anything to do with running an airport so they created this authority to take care of the airport and at that time it was mostly a, a uh, uh, an entity of its own the military had uh, you've been using it of course a lot of people don't know this is an old sack base also too back long long time ago and that's one of the reasons we have a 14,000 foot runway which is almost unheard of for a, even a city like uh, Lincoln uh, so it's actually got a longer runway than Omaha does and uh, and uh, you know that's one of the alternates uh it was an alternate for uh i believe uh 
one of the I want to want to say that it could have been the space shuttle, uh, but uh, I'm not quite sure really? on that. Yeah. So, uh, but nonetheless, so there's a, there's been a history of the. Um, Airport authority uh, taking care, running, uh, and they're they're authorized to uh, levy taxes also too for um, taking care of all the corporate and the dealings that are uh, that they have at the airport and everything that uh, they're doing uh, is trying to attract business, whether for the current customers like Duncan Aviation or Silverhawk or even the military, that they, they're all, they're all customers. And um, the, the service that used to have in Lincoln is used to have mainline service from uh, United Airlines to Delta. And I don't know if you can remember, I used to ride uh, TWA all the time, mm-hmm. all the time yep. also too. So, and that was a great source of income for, uh, not only the, uh, the Lincoln Authority, but the, uh, you know, just keeping them up and running and everything else like that. And I, I got to speak a little bit with, uh, some of the current board members also too and, and seeing what their agenda was because I'm trying to do a little bit of due diligence as far as how I could fit in if elected to uh, maybe contribute to that and keeping that engine humming and 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 bringing back the service that we used to have we used to have back then and it it's not as simple as it is there are a few hurdles that are in the way that kind of hinder from FAA restrictions to uh to different guidelines from the government that that don't allow us to as an entity as far as the airport authority to do what people you know cuz you always get people come oh I just tell the airline to uh uh to come on in here and stuff well it's not that simple uh, i've had some experience with uh with uh, uh, securing contracts and uh, trying to get business in here. And, of course, airlines are number, first and foremost. Yeah, they're in the travel industry. That's correct. But what is the travel industry? That's a business. So, yeah. And if they can't make money, they're not in the long run. And in a, in a consistent basis, they're not going to bring service into a city like, uh, uh, I, won't say, I won't say Lincoln, but, uh, you know, smaller cities or smaller markets. But what I'm, what I'm really concerned about and what's really kind of – made my issue a little bit more um to the point is uh you know we you're not used to bringing 757s uh a320s 737s and even 727s when i was dating my wife we would come in and out of denver and man you know and people always say oh man we love lincoln it's a great town you know because the pilots would sit here or the flight attendants would sit here and do their overnights and everything but it's, it's a wonderful city and it's small but you know what over the years it's grown and what was happened the opposite has happened with our service it's shrunk you know right. so now we just have we just have uh commuter service right now and there so the commuters you know people look at that and they go oh that's united airlines well or that's delta airlines on their on their tail well that's that's not particularly true when they look at commuter service all they're doing is they're flying the colors of the major carrier and they're just contracted out and they operate under a different set of rules so it's kind of tough sometimes to blame the major carrier when you know a lot of the times it the it's the it's the work rules sometimes it's the work rules or something like that's a little bit different from the commuters than it is for the majors so what's well, 519 we're talking with sammy lucci on the voice of lincoln 1499.3 klim uh sammy's running for airport authority here in lincoln so what are the top key issues that you want to help uh, you know if you yeah. if you get elected to yeah the board? absolutely uh, like i said uh one of the one of the number one things is uh i want to uh uh, 
get back into sit back and look at what they have to offer uh, and what they're currently working on right now and try to contribute in a way that is going to be a positive uh, movement going forward as far as the future, whether it's commercial traffic, whether it's wooing uh, airlines back in here, not only just back in here, but with sustainable larger aircraft also, too. So, you know, with commercial, I love the Lincoln Airport. Oh, so do I. I I fly out of there nearly every possibility that I have. And even though it costs a little bit more, I do it because of the convenience and it's easy. Um, Yes, you have to make connecting flights to a lot of different places. But why do we, why do we have to go down to Omaha, right? To get a cheaper rate and to get more direct flights when we can keep that business here? Yeah, exactly. That's my, I mean, that's what I hear from people all the time is like, well, and and you know what? It sounds like a really simple question and a real simple answer. But unfortunately, you know, (laughs) the, the, uh, the inner workings of that answer are very, very complicated. Uh, uh, The networking planners of the airlines have uh, different uh, goals to meet. They have uh, different Passenger um, identifiers. As far as they, what they do is they look at a city. Like say, let's take for instance Lincoln. They go, hey, Lincoln has you know so on and so many amount of people, and they go, well, how much? How many of these people are going to be travelers? Okay, and of those travelers, uh, okay, they're probably going to go maybe to leisure cities or or whatnot. So we're not going to. It's not going to be really important unless they connect to uh, the travel agents or make a connection with the community leaders and saying, hey, we have businesses here like Kawasaki over here. I had a gentleman that when I was going out, and by the way, I I ran by myself, and I did have a little bit of help, but for the most part, I beat down the doors and got all those signatures just to get on the ballot here. I had one gentleman who worked for Kawasaki, and if you're listening, man, you know what? I hear you, brother. What I'm saying is that, you know, these guys are saying, you know what? For Lincoln and Kawasaki, we have to get all of our stuff from Omaha. You know, mm-hmm. it has to be, it flies into Omaha, and then we have to have it trucked down here. He goes, you know how much money we would save? Yeah. So it's the community and business leaders that need to be connected with the airlines and saying, you know what, we, there's a genuine need here. So in that sense, that is a freight service that really needs to be right. here. So that is, a, that is a big priority also, too. So any type of freight service, you know, most of our heavy freight service goes in through Omaha, gets put on trucks, and boom, gets Send out. Whereas if you go, if you live in a city like Grand Island or uh, like Kearney or something like that, it goes into Omaha and then they fly it up and then they put it on smaller airplanes or caravans and they fly those out over there and they they get their packages rather than on trucks or they maybe the western further part. I don't know what the logistics are as far as the distance goes, but you get my point. But so uh, freight service and injury and um, major air. It, major airline competition so if you bring another airline in here and and i work for united so you know i love competition because competition means everybody's going to try to undercut each other right and that's great for the customers so i'm 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 all about that i'm just like everybody else if i (laughs) if i if i gotta go for shop for lumber and home depot has a sale menards comes in and says hey we got a better sale you know guess what guess where i'm going you know so exactly so it's kind of like that so well we have just a couple of minutes left why don't you uh tell our listeners why you should be 
on the airport authority. So yeah, so that's that's great, great question, <laughs> <laughs> pretty direct too, right? Um, no, I uh, you know for years and years I've sat down here in this community. Uh, I've been a part of here uh, of this city here through my wife, and it's very family oriented. And um, my views and my uh, priorities have changed dramatically. Um, and I'm all about giving back um, um, and doing and contributing wherever I can. So uh, I felt it was a, 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 the previous uh, election. I, I I was seriously considering a run, but I just didn't um, have a wherewithal at that time. But this time now, I just said, you know what? I think it's time now, and I need to step up and and see what I can do in order to contribute and and use my experience and talents to hopefully you know work with the current board and and what they're trying to accomplish. You also bet. too. So. How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn so, more? So uh, right now, yeah, good question. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm just getting set up right now with. Uh, with the emails and um, uh, my campaign um, website right now, so I'm currently working with the uh, all the party and the support staff that I have right now. So a little bit later on during the week, uh, we should have something like uh, my email and the website should be like something like uh, sammylucci.com. And then uh, with that, uh, once we get that set up, I'll have an email also too for everybody to get a hold. All right, of well, Sammy, thank so, you so much for hey, joining Doug, us. You know what, great. dude? It was it was a super pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on your show. Absolutely. Well, that's Sammy Lucci running for Lincoln Airport Authority uh, in April, April 4th in the yep. primary. So it's 525. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to the show. It's 528. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander. I have Sammy Lucci here running for the Lincoln Airport Authority. And I want you to stick around for just yep. a minute. Would you just a minute here? Absolutely. But I've got a question that people have asked sure. me in regards to the pandemic. Yep. How has the pandemic impacted the airline industry? Is there still a problem yep. or is there a growth right now? No, no. I tell you what, I, that can be further from the truth. Right now, um, speaking uh, by from experience, the airlines are in a massive growth spurt right now. The only thing that's hindering them right now are just new airplanes that everybody's got on order and the qualified pool of pilots right now. So we, uh, in, and you could probably see in the news that, uh, you know, uh, other airlines have lowered their standards as far as quality and time and whatnot. But I can tell you from our, from my, uh, from my airline and from my job that the uh, quality and the quantity has not wavered whatsoever. However, so our our standard is still high, but uh, that's the only thing that's really drawn right now. That other than that, uh, the airlines are going gangbusters right now. The growth is am- am- amazing right now. All right, Sammy Lucci running for yep. Lincoln Airport Authority. You can go to samlucci.com, S-A-M-L-U-C-I later on this yep. week for more information. All right, well we have March Madness going on. It's grabbing the attention of millions of people, but along with that comes gambling and a lot of gambling problems. Millions and millions and millions of people are struggling with that, and unfortunately. Unfortunately, um, it's so prevalent uh, that our society has taken a bit hit. Uh, later on in the show, in the second half of the show, we're going to hear from someone whose life was nearly destroyed by gambling and how uh, we can help people around you and maybe yourself if you're struggling with gambling as well. Up next, we're going to check in with Fox News and KLIN News as well. You are listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3. K-L-I-N. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us on your drive home today. It's 537. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander um, this week. Uh, we're having a great show. I tell you what, time flies when you have a great conversation. you got great guests coming in um, uh, like we do today. A couple of great guests. And one of the things we want to talk about, we've got March Madness going on. Obviously, it's grabbing the attentions of millions of fans this time of year around the, the country and really around the world. The American Gambling Association uh, says that 68 million Americans will play a wager on games this year just in basketball. Uh, that's up from 45 million in 2022. Now, here's the thing approximately 2 million people have a severe problem with gambling, and another 4 to 6 million people have a mild or moderate problem with gambling. So, uh, we wanted to really talk about this issue. I know the commander had talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I just think it's really great that we have Mike Chandra here today. Uh, Mike uh, had a, has a, an incredible story that everybody needs to hear about about how gambling nearly destroyed his life and how he's turned that around uh, to really be a blessing and an encouragement to other people who are struggling with it as well. Mike is currently the Education and Outreach uh, Coordinator at Choices Treatment Center here in Lincoln. So, Mike, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, you've been on the morning show before with Ellen K with Jack and Friends, right? Yes. So um, now we get to have you on Drive Time to ourselves today to learn more about your story. Why don't you share with us uh, just about your personal story and your problem with gambling? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Uh, so I come from a family of problem gamblers. Mm. So uh, from as time I can, as young as I can remember, it was an issue. We are actually, I was actually born in Las Vegas. So my, really? my family, some of my first memories are actually being in a casino arcade while my family would be gambling in the casino. So kind of a, a setting right there, you know, that kind of proved to be prophetic for me moving forward. Mm. Uh, remember, I remember seven, eight, nine years old, uh, playing card games with my family for money. I remember being 12, 13 years old and winning several hundred dollars at a time in card games for my family. And it just thinking it was a pretty normal thing of taking money from my grandma or anybody else, right. you know. And it's interesting, you know, looking back on it now, it's it doesn't seem normal. But at the time, you know, you don't necessarily think of it that way. Uh, moving forward, uh, going to Kino parlors when I was 14, 15 years old, placing the bets on my own, going to play bingo even when I was 15 years old. It was funny. I would go with a friend to play bingo in small town Kansas and with grandmas and grandpas there. And you look back on it and think it's funny, but it was really setting up a pattern of behavior for me that hmm. continued throughout the rest of my life. I uh, Once I turned 21, then the casinos started to be a part of my life. I went i lived with this for almost 25 years Hmm. so it was truly living a double life as far as that goes so i had 
I, w- I graduated from college, got my bachelor's, my master's degree, had great careers, started a couple of businesses, had a really great life, went to church, had a very fulfilling family and life and everything else. But on this other side, I had this was leading this whole double life where mm. I was out uh, gambling and doing other things that I shouldn't have been doing and just really felt morally and emotionally bankrupt. And uh, once it got to 2020, that's when things really started to change. The pandemic shut down one of my businesses, so I uh, had more time on my hands, and I fell back into the thing that I knew the most and was most familiar with, which was the gambling. And it really got out of control at that point. Once I got to December of 2020, I knew that I needed to make a change in my life. And I just, one day, I felt such an emotional exhaustion that's the best way I can describe mm. it. I didn't hit a rock bottom in the way like with bankruptcy or with jail time or anything like that. I guess my rock bottom was an emotional rock bottom. So from there, I was able to call and get help. I called through the Nebraska Gamblers Assistance Program and through the Nebraska Problem Gambling Helpline. I got in touch with Deb Hammond over at Choices Treatment Center and received my treatment there. Went through about a year of uh outpatient treatment with them. And then once I started getting a clear mind and realizing that I can beat this, I can be in recovery, I realized that I wanted to give back in a way that I have never given back before. Mm. So when this position came available and this chance came up to be out in the community and help others and help them understand what problem gambling treatment services are available and kind of the consequences of problem gambling. I knew that this was the passion that for me, and this was the route I wanted to go in my life. How did your problem gambling impact your relationships? Yeah. I mean, it had to, like you said, you were leading a double life. We're going to talk about how this is a really a silent problem in most people's lives because they can kind of hide it. Not like, you know, if you're an alcoholic, you can maybe kind of smell it and see kind of the staggering and the impact that you have around, but being on that or drugs or whatever. But with uh, with gambling, I'm assuming you can probably hide it a little bit more. How did it impact your relationships? Well, I thought I was doing a really good job of hiding it, but I think the people who know knew me best knew the, how much it was of a struggle it was, and it did impact it. Everything I went through divorce mm. i had financial problems I always explain those away as being this or that or just being unlucky in life whatever you know uh but it really impacted a lot of friendships a lot of just a lot it took so much more than my money it took time it took energy away that time and energy that i could have put into the relationships with the people mm. i really cared about in my life and i my marriage i feel like was uh, faulty and ended up ending because of that. And just my my biggest concern, one of the reasons I entered recovery was so that my daughter, I have a teenage daughter, and mm-hmm. I want her to, I wanted her to not experience the same things that I felt at her age, and I wanted to give her a better life and know that I was completely there for her all the time and that I wasn't, even if I was there for her physically i was never there in the past emotionally and just from a time or energy standpoint i wanted to be there for her to give her that experience that i never had now you speak around the state and you speak with youth and adults and and really bringing awareness to problem gambling let's go back to you know you talked about your childhood you're talking about your daughter now how is gambling impacting our youth uh it's impacting them more than people even realize at this point. So the average problem gambler starts, usually they're gambling between the ages of nine and 11 years old. 
And wow, it's that's a pretty sobering number when you think about that. And I mean, for most of most ways, that is illegal. You know, it's not legal for kids to gamble at that right. age, but we find ways, especially now. And the average. Uh, so if a youth gets started gambling at a young age, they're four times more likely to become problem gamblers as adults. Mm. And that's another sobering fact out there as well. And right now we're seeing it a lot, not necessarily from the traditional things that you think of in Nebraska with casinos, lottery, kino, that sort of thing. It's a lot of it has to do with the things they get on their smartphones. So So you were talking about the pandemic. That's what I was curious about. And and obviously with our kids having access to their phones, when the pandemic shut everything down, how did you gamble? You there is a. a multitude of ways you can do it online. So I had bookies in my time. So people, books, bookmakers, illegal bookmakers that I was able to place bets through. And they have websites that uh, rival any casino out there mm. as far as the uh, ability to place bets on anything. I've not only myself, but I know others that are in treatment during that time were placing bets on esports, were placing bets on ping pong, were placing bets on any action that was going on and the sad thing is is that there's literally act you can put action on just about anything even during that time when most places were closed there's skill touch machines in the state of nebraska there was lottery tickets i was doing a lot on with like day trading and cryptocurrency as well too so um as you know that the during 2020 is a big time for cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. and different trading and stuff like that and that was something i got into and that was those behaviors were exactly like any other gambling uh i was looking for short-term gains and buying and selling and doing things that mimic that same behavior so i was getting those um adrenaline hits the same way that I would have if I'd have been in a casino or placing a sports bet. So what should parents look out for for their kids um, if maybe they suspect or maybe they just don't know? I was telling you earlier today we met and I was just telling you, I, it's so foreign to me, the whole gambling scene. But yet I know um, that the youth today, um, you know, it's around them all the time. Um, what are some things to look for if you suspect somebody in your life, kids or even maybe a spouse or a friend that's struggling with this? I would say the preoccupation is probably the thing that you can notice the most. Just any changes in behavior right away would be a sign. Obviously, for youth, if they're doing it on their phones or online, then just extra time that they're spending with that. If they're talking about it or if you notice different lingo, we talked about that earlier today, too, about just understanding the lingo. And there is a different lingo there. So if they start talking about placing bets or don't specifically say that, but start talking about parlays or start talking about different terms that are gambling related or money related also if they're just talking about money more in general either having it and trying to show off or their desperation to get more money then that could be a cue as well too but really it comes down to just really paying attention giving them that education and then letting them understand that there are consequences to any of those behaviors and it's just an education standpoint from that the house always wins and long term Mm. no matter if you're in a casino or on a sports book or online casinos whatever it is giving them that information that the house always wins in the long term and even if there's short-term gains it'll be lost eventually as well 
Well, it's 547. We're talking with Mike Chandra, the Education and Outreach Coordinator at Choices Treatment Center here in Lincoln on 1499.3 KLN. It's funny that you mentioned that because I, um, <laughs> with my son, I remember when he was young and there was uh, the lottery numbers was like the the, the most payout it, it, it ever had been at that point. This was like, oh my goodness, this is probably like 10 or 15 years ago. I still have that lottery ticket because I took him personally there to buy it to show him the reality is everybody was talking about how much money was possible to win but the truth was nobody hardly ever wins you know and so we bought that just for that demonstration of that let's talk about um let's talk about treatment what is available to to people if they are struggling with gambling well, there's, there's a lot, and I think a lot of people don't understand or know what's available. You're absolutely right. People don't know or understand, and we're very blessed to be in the state of Nebraska where, through the Nebraska Gamblers Assistance Program, we have a fund that is of money that is available for people struggling with problem gambling as well as their loved ones to receive outpatient treatment uh, from a certified gambling counselor. So there's certified gambling counselors all over the state of Nebraska, including choices. And we are there to help people. If you're obviously, if you're gambling, money is a tool that you're using to gamble. It's also usually the reason when you hit your quote unquote rock bottom is when you're out of money. So we don't want money to be a, uh, uh, hurdle for anyone who's looking to receive treatment. So that's why these funds are available. It takes funds from uh, a lottery, from Keno, from the casinos now as well, too, and puts them into this pot where uh, treatment centers can use that money for uh, in, for outpatient treatment. Uh, that can be individual. It can be group therapy. It can be uh, we even have payee services available where if somebody needs their account, their money, their paychecks taken over for a period of time so that they get rid of that temptation they can do help with that as well what does treatment look like for somebody so if they're you know if this, maybe we have a listener that's like hey you know what i'm really struggling with this and i need to do something about it or maybe they have a family member what does that treatment look like so uh the first thing is that you would want to get in and get an assessment done so just really call in either with call into choices or call into the nebraska problem gambling helpline and get you find you the right treatment provider from there get an assessment done to see kind of what level you're at see if there's any co-occurring issues as well mental health or other addictions there from there i can speak to my own journey i went to individual sessions i went to group sessions i mean i put quite a bit of time into this mm-hmm. But it was time that was well spent. I started from the very beginning as far as my treatment goes as kind of going through a timeline of my gambling and a timeline of everything that happened in my life. Because you want to ex- uh, examine those traumas or anything that those experiences you had in your life. For me, I didn't even realize that what my, I went through in my family was different than other people. So for me, that was very eye-opening and made me understand that I didn't want to continue that cycle. Right. So from there, I just kind of was able to back off as things got better. I got further out in my recovery i was able to back off those treatment and then move forward and uh but that treatment is there for as long as people need it within the gambler's assistance program you share with me right before we got on the air something about voluntary self-exclusion which intrigued me because basically it's a way to really force yourself 
to to stop at least in certain areas of gambling what is that absolutely so in the state of nebraska through the nebraska racing and gaming commission they've created what's called a voluntary self-exclusion form and that can be completed it's on the racing and gaming commission website uh, or you and you could fill it out and bring it to us at choices or uh, even you could even take it to the casino i don't recommend doing that because we recommend you staying away from there if you have right. a problem so for a lot of our clients or people that we work with we have them fill it out they take a picture they give us uh we take a copy of their id and they take all that information and it gets put into a database where that database gets spread amongst the casinos in the state of nebraska when you when that get when your information gets in there you are essentially banned from those facilities Mm. and you're banned from the property which can lead to anything from if you're caught there they'll either tell you to just leave if you get in, you forfeit any winnings that you would get, or worst case scenario, you can be arrested for trespassing. So is that just for, is it a specific area, specific state, or how does that work? Because obviously before we had the casinos right here in Nebraska, people were going to Iowa and different places to to gamble. Now we have it available here. Does that impact this self-exclusion? So the self-exclusion is just for the state of Nebraska, the okay. one that you fill out here. Iowa does have a similar program. So we had a lot of clients who were received that did self-exclusions for Iowa in the past when the Council Bluffs casinos were the only option for casino gambling. Now that they have the Nebraska ones, we've seen where it could be a potential relapse issue for them. So we want them to get that voluntary self-exclusion done in Nebraska as well, too, so they don't have that temptation yeah. in our state as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes here. What would you share with our listeners who may be struggling? What if it's somebody who seriously is living this life that's uh, maybe tearing them apart from their family or tearing them apart financially or to other addictions as well, like you talked about? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple different numbers here, numbers to call if you think you have a problem or you know somebody that might have a problem. Uh, The choice is numbers 402-476-2300. But most importantly, I'm going to give you the Nebraska Problem Gambling Helpline because that's a statewide number. And that number is one 833 bet over that is 1-833-238-6837 and those numbers are manned 24 7 uh totally confidential uh you're going to talk to a trained counselor on the either one of those numbers and that's a great place to start from there just i want people to understand that there is hope and there's help out there Mm. that if i struggled with this for 25 years and i was able to get help anybody can do it and that there's people out there who are willing to help you and willing to cheer you on mike what's it like for you now on the other side of this, knowing that you're able to to take your pain and turn it into a passion and help other people. The clarity and the me- amount of purpose I feel in my life is unmeasurable. And it's something that in my darkest days, I would have never imagined I would be at this point. So for me to be able to give back now is truly my calling. And I just feel so blessed to be in this position. Mike, that is great. G- uh, give us those numbers one more time before we close out. Yeah. So choices is 402-476-2300 and the Nebraska Problem Gambling Helpline is 1-833-BET-OVER, 1-833-238-6837. Mike Chandra, thank you so much for joining us today. This is great to have you on the show. As a matter of fact, we're going to have you on the One Shot One Live show this Saturday from 11 to 12. I'm looking forward to it, and I thank you so much for having me on today. That's so good to know. (laughs) I know. It's really good, isn't it? It's 5.55. We're talking with Mike Chandra. He's been on. It was a great story. If you missed it, go back and listen to our podcast, and uh, you're going to pick up some great information. We're going to take our final break here, and then we're going to wrap the show up. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL.
with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. It is 558. We're going to wrap uh, things up here. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm Doug Fitzgerald. The Commander's going to be back in uh, the studio next week. I'll be here for the rest of the week. We've got some great guests uh, lined up down the road. Um, Chris Lofgren just came on in, or as uh, you know, as uh, Johnny says, Grillmaster Chris. Grillmaster Chris. <laughs> uh, with uh, an accident uh, report, Antelope Valley Parkway and O Street, there's an accident primarily on the eastbound and northbound uh, sections so it's in the cleanup stages right now just watch out for that and uh, there's going to be some slower traffic in that area so just be careful while you're out there speaking of uh, just traffic and a lot of action going on guess what the husker women's basketball team is doing an awesome job um, they won a great game yesterday against northern iowa 77 to 57 punching their way to the super 16 um, we had 6500 fans um, at pinnacle bank arena yesterday so we're excited to about that they're going to take on the winner of the kansas missouri game that game is going on later on tonight and once we uh, find out when that game is we'll find out if there's going to be any kind of delay with the drive time lincoln show and then also baseball is coming up uh, they've got a big game against creighton tomorrow night first pitch is going to be at six o'clock pregame at five thirty. therefore klan will uh, only have a half hour show and that'll be on uh tomorrow uh, again thank you so much to our guests today sammy lucci and mike chandra we really appreciate them coming in and sharing their story I also want to thank Johnny Cadillac for producing the show, as he always does, does a super job. If you missed today's show, you can check out the podcast at KLIN.com. Sports Nightly is up next. You've been listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. We'll see you tomorrow.